Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What a kick in the teeth. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. What a gigantic middle finger to the fan base that Jerry Jones just gave to all of Cowboy Nation. Bringing back Mike McCarthy after not just what we saw against the Packers in the wild card round where you are a touchdown favorite and you got blown out by the youngest team in the league, Perloff. It has been the postseason failures since Mike McCarthy got Mm. this job. This was not a regular season job. If you wanted regular season wins, you could just stay with Jason Garrett from now to eternity. This was a job to win in the postseason. Mike McCarthy has not done that at a high enough clip. I do not understand why he gets to remain as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Well, McCarthy won a lot more than Jason Garrett. Garrett was stuck at 8-8. Eight and eight. McCarthy's stuck at 12-5. and five. I understand what you're saying, of course. This was a great opportunity for Jerry. He had all the public was ready to go. He could have easily made a move here and got no, no, um, no criticism at all. So it was an opportunity, and that's why I think he probably should have moved. But I got to tell you, they easily could have backslid without McCarthy. If they brought in Bill Belichick, I mean, where's that top-ranked offense go? And this is why Cowboy fans should be upset. They're 7-10 and 10 with, with Bill Belichick. You're afraid. Afraid of being bad. Afraid of, how about winning a Super Bowl? You can't go through life when you have this kind of talented roster. You can't go through life and be worried that you are going to backslide. You can't be worried that you're going to make a mistake. You know, the Jerry Jones of the past used to be this risk taker, and maybe maybe people didn't like that because a lot of those risks didn't actually work out. You know, hiring Jimmy Johnson, that worked out. Trading Herschel Walker, that worked out. But some of the other bigger risks that he had has taken, you know, now we're talking about a decade ago or a little less, trading up for a Morris Claiborne and the Roy Williams deal and stuff like that. They didn't work out, okay? But this is actually more risky to keep Mike McCarthy because you're not getting a Super Bowl ring. You are not winning. So you have just done the most plain Jane thing. You're running it back. But oddly, you just made your degree of difficulty on getting a Super Bowl that much harder. I mean, it just... Wait, wait. So you, you think if Bill Belichick came in, he's winning a Super Bowl next year? I don't know if it had to be Belichick. I don't know if it had to be Harbaugh. Uh, I don't coach. know if it had to be Vrabel. But I'm giving you three good options right there. Yeah. I'm giving you three options that are better than Mike McCarthy. Who's going to run the offense for Vrabel or Belichick? I, I like I, Harbaugh. Maybe Arthur Smith. 
Maybe bring in somebody oh, if you actually God. want to run the ball. Listen, it didn't work out well in Atlanta, but you can just poke holes in whatever I'm going to say. Yeah. I'll poke holes in keeping McCarthy because I've already yeah. seen that. I've witnessed it. And I thought that Jerry Jones's statement yesterday that they put out on social media, which I'm not going to read for you because it's long and boring, but the one part of it I thought was almost trolling Dallas Cowboy fans was saying Mike McCarthy is the highest regular season winning percentage of any Dallas Cowboys coach. Who cares? Who cares? You've got a Super Bowl roster, and you have underachieved now you in the postseason. You definitely don't have a Super Bowl roster, but go ahead. Look at you the moves. That, look at the moves they made this offseason. How excited we got about them. They signed Stephon Gilmore. Not worked out. They signed Brandon Cooks. Not worked out. They drafted Mozzie Smith to stop the run. Ah, that didn't work out. The, the, everything we we see these guys with the starter helmet. We get so excited. We see Deron Bland with the pick sixes. The these are not players are not nearly as good as we think. Mike McCarthy, to his credit, came in and fixed that offense, and they were really good this year. So fixed the uh, offense. They had a listen. Kellen Moore could put up points. Yeah, this, but this, no, they were much better this year. They they had much more control. They kind of dominated offensively throughout the second half of the season until the very end. Though they got a little cold. But I'm telling you, McCarthy was was good. He's a good coach, and I again I. I'm not saying I would have kept him, but I'm just saying there's a easily could have been a backslide. We saw the backslide when my buddy Andy Dalton was there. Uh, they could be bad. So at least McCarthy gives you a, a competent, good offense during the regular season. There's something there. Honestly, I think if Belichick came in, it, oh, I brought Josh McDaniels with Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Eek. Look at what you just said, though. Regular season. Regular season. Cowboy fans don't want to hear about that. And they'll look at their roster and say, Dak is an MVP candidate this year. We can talk about is Dak Prescott good till the cows come home. <laughs> yeah. But Dak Prescott was a MVP candidate. We talked about CD Lamb. Yes. Okay. Top right, right. five receiver in the league in line for a massive payday. Right. Then it's a hard period and a cliff until you talk about the next player. Who's uh, that? Who's after that? Okay. Give me like fixing wide receivers in the run game is the easiest problem in the NFL to fix. You have every year, you've got massively talented wide receivers who are coming into the league in droves from Puka Nakua to Jordan Addison to a million guys year after year where you can find wide receivers. And the run game, give me a break. That's the easiest thing in the NFL to fix. I'll give you Jake Ferguson, who is a good tight end. You want who told us? Saquon Barkley when he joined us earlier last week. I'll give you on the defensive side, Demarcus Lawrence. Give me Micah Parsons gets comparisons to LT. Yeah, you might have gotten a little bit older with Stephon Gilmore uh, in the secondary. Deron Bland is a second-team All-Pro. I don't want to hear it that the Dallas Cowboys, soup, that their roster was not ready. Their team wasn't ready to play against the Packers. That was the most yeah. egregious thing. That's what we should be talking about. The coaches didn't have a good game plan and did not have their team ready to win in the wildcard round. I think they were super tight in the wild card round. All the pressure, people like you yelling at them, telling them they have a Super Bowl roster. It's they, me. they, <laughs> yeah. And actually, yeah, Sorry, guys. 75 million Cowboys fans as well, <laughs> yelling the same thing you're yelling. Yeah. Uh, I do think they heard the noise and they felt the pressure. And that's Mike McCarthy's fault. That's his, his biggest flaw is he did not have the team ready to play. I, I, I'm not Fireable arguing that. offense. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, like, 
things could get worse with Dallas. And they could get Bill worse. Bill Belichick fast. doesn't have a team ready to play oh in the postseason. God. No, but I think if Bill Belichick comes there, the backslide is immediate. Listen, and that's just one option, right? Bill Belichick would just would have been one option. You I have think a, you have three options. You had Harbaugh, Vrabel, and Belichick. And Harbaugh by far would have been the best guy. Okay, but you like I'll agree with you because I think Harbaugh might be best for any team just because your offense, you don't have to worry about it. If it's with Harbaugh, your quarterback, you don't have to worry about it if it's Harbaugh. But like that's what made this even worse is that Mike McCarthy is going to go into next season unless they work out a contract extension, which I doubt because they let Jason Garrett play out the end of his contract twice when he was the Dallas Cowboys head coach. You're going into the year next year with a lame duck quarter, yeah. uh, a lame duck coach. Somebody's going to be on the hot seat from training camp. Yep. So if you were, if if you're going to think about firing them next year, if you underachieve, why not do it this year when you actually have this glut of talent on the coaching market? The only thing I can think of is maybe they want to then trade for Sean Payton at some point down the road. I, I have no idea. Maybe they always did want Kellen Moore to be yep. the head coach and just didn't think he was ready last time. Who knows, but this is a blown opportunity. And I I know Jerry doesn't like to take risks anymore. He's, what is he, 80, whatever? He doesn't want to take risks. But without taking any kind of risk, he's going to be a perennial loser. Okay, let me ask you a question. Who did a better job last year, Mike McCarthy or Bill Belichick? I mean, by record, it was definitely No, who did Mike a better McCarthy. coaching job? That's, McCarthy. Okay. Belichick couldn't even get a special teams unit on the field. That was a total mess in New England. Do you realize how, like, in some ways, I don't want to say patronizing to Bill Belichick, but it is so disrespectful to Belichick to pick out the last year okay. of his time in New England and use that like that's been what's going on with the Patriots for 24 years. Okay. That's not how it's been. With uh, who Belichick. did a better job last year, Mike McCarthy or Mike Vrabel? The Titans were. Garbage. Titans should have been tanking the whole time. Yeah, I know. They I, I, I said that. I'm like, I, they should have been tanking. So, I, who did more with less? I mean, Mike Vrabel. He didn't do anything with anything. No, had, but nobody uh, thought the Titans had a Super Bowl roster or anything close. I know, I know. But my point is, it's not like these guys are a guaranteed Super Bowl win right now. I'm sorry. There, and I'm not alone on this one. A lot of people think that Belichick might have passed this time. That was not a no-brainer. Bringing in Belichick would have been flashy and won the press conference, but that would have been a lot of risk to the backside. Well, now, I'm sure it wins the press conference. So and honestly, honestly I, I think Jerry probably knew he couldn't get Harbaugh. I don't know why. I don't understand why Jim Harbaugh is negotiating with everybody in the league and <laughs> every possible yes, football league. The Falcons league. can yes. get him, but apparently, the Cowboys can't. Apparently, okay. he's working with the St. Louis Battlehawks and the XFL on a contract as well because he's creating <laughs> the ultimate market. I just don't. I, I'm not thrilled that they brought him back, but I understand not going Vrabel or, or Belichick because I'm not sure those guys could win with the team. This is not the Super Bowl roster you think it is. Oh, th- that offensive line, honestly, they're so dependent on Tyron Smith. The offensive line always gets hurt. Their run game was nothing this year, and they can't stop the run. That became very evident. What Super Bowl champion can't stop the run? Okay, They're, they already have drafted Tyron Smith's backup. It's Tyler Smith. Yeah. The almost They're almost of the same name, and Tyler Smith was the one who filled in mostly for Tyron Smith last season when he was hurt as a rookie and did a nice job. So I, I'm, I can't really go there. With the offensive line is what let them down. But there are, I think regard- Tony Pollard wasn't ready to be a full-time back. But that offensive line has been so up and down the last two years. You never know who's going to be on the field for them. It's been quite erratic. Not, I'm not saying it's been playing erratic, but the actual who's actually playing. Every week they've had like a new lineup. And these guys are getting old. Zach Martin's 33. Tyron Smith's 34. 
this is it's great, not so let's so waste great. The, let's waste the end of their career. Uh, and then Brandon Cooks was not good. Well, Michael Gallup has never been good. I just think that this offense, we knew the problem, and we did say it. It's like, if you don't throw it to CeeDee Lamb, what are you going to do? So I think with a, uh, time to prepare for a playoff game, the Packers said, all right, let's triple-team CeeDee Lamb and see what they got, and they got nothing. You want to know who that falls at the feet of? The head coach. But who is he going to throw plays. to? Who is he going to throw to? Okay, not every coach has what the 49ers have on offense with 15 different options. Like, you got to do something. <laughs> Shanahan and find created, a, created those options. Yeah. You got to create a way. Right, yeah. and Shanahan yeah, even yeah, created yeah, right. those Right, I'm, I'm going against Debo. my own argument. I mean, like, it's it's a lack of creativity all around. And, and here's why, like, DT's in the chat, YouTube.com said Maggie's 8 o'clock mad at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's because I feel for the Cowboy fans on this one. I do, because we hear from you all the time. And we want to hear from you again at 855-212-4CBS. I hear from you. We hear how frustrated you are. And I think in this case, the fans are right. You had to slug through and slog through with Jason Garrett. It's not about the regular season. It's about the postseason. The Cowboys make it Mm -hmm. about the postseason. And then when they had a, a chance to make a move, they completely wimped out. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They could easily win 12 games again next year. <laughs> Great. I, keep I'm just telling you. McCarthy's win total. What they, else does it get you? I was just looking at their schedule for next year. The fact that they got the Giants, Commanders, and I think a, a sort of getting a little bit worse Eagles team uh, helps them a lot. They do have a first-place schedule, but then they get Atlanta, Carolina, the Steelers, the Browns. This this could be another 12-5 and five team, which is something. It's something, Maggie. I understand. It's not a total house fire. Do you want to know who it might as well be? Do you want to know who is most happy about this move? Because it's definitely not a Cowboy fan. Kyle Shanahan? Ah. All the people who can beat Mike McCarthy? I I don't think the... They're so happy he's staying because he's not a threat in the postseason. No, the people inside the NFL know that Jerry... That Jerry's the problem, not the coach. They, no, they're saying, not as scared of Jerry Jones, no matter who the coach is going to be. Maybe the, yeah. they're just licking their chops now at Dallas because Dallas is an unserious playoff contender. Even with a two-seed at home set up for you perfectly, blown out in the first yeah, game. Just I, brutal. I think the internal view in the NFL is Jerry, the way they, they is too influential on the team, and they're not going to win with him as the owner slash GM. It's funny because he used to be influential in a way that was too risky and did things that hurt the team. Now he's influential where he doesn't want to change. Like, yeah, I mean, this keeping McCarthy is, is consistent with the way he's done things. He wants to be the man. And? So he probably doesn't want Harbaugh in there to be the man. And this is why I always say Jerry Jones doesn't really want to win a Super Bowl. Because if you can't put yourself to the side for the greater good of the team – then you don't actually want to win. If you can't see that flaw, if you can't see this, if you don't have anyone who can tell you this is a blind spot or you can't recognize it on your own, you're putting yourself before the organization. Yeah. What Jerry has always done. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's why it's I called said, hubris. Not not serious about winning. He, he like, won. He won, and he couldn't stand that people thought Jimmy won and not him. No, I get it, but Jimmy only looks better and better and better after yeah. all these decades later. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is again. He's got the most valuable franchise. He gets all the media attention. Okay, our fault, whatever. He has a, a gold jacket. It's like Robert Kraft doesn't have. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's got a gold jacket. He's got everyone's attention. That's good enough. Not serious about winning Super Bowls. He looked pretty crushed on Sunday. Oh, cool. 
So he's mastered uh, that face. I, I think you missed him act together. Again, th- that's we, just a plastic surgery. I think you misunderstand his ego. I, I think really? it's way bigger than you think it is. I think he thinks he's the greatest football mind of all, and he needs a Super Bowl ring to then get. Then get a headset and get on the sideline. You think he's he's? I I just think the he looked at the options. He's like, I'm not bringing Belichick in here because I don't want him to get all the attention. Right, you don't want him to compete. So the real choice is that we're talking about Vrabel and Harbaugh. Probably couldn't get Harbaugh, and I don't think Vrabel excited him because Vrabel's going to slow down your offense no matter what team you are. And there's no there's no other person well, on I mean, planet Earth who can you're coach fire, this team. You're going to fire Mike McCarthy for Ben Johnson or or Bobby Slowick? I, I just don't know that that's such an obvious move. I, 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 again, I just want to say it on the record. I'm defending. I'm forced to defend this decision. <laughs> no, because you and don't think it's a Super Bowl roster. That's it's where, not a that's Super where Bowl. you and I will always disagree about this. Jerry Jones has not been building Super Bowl rosters. It's the, This is a front office problem. Again, look at their moves last year. We got all excited about Stephon Gilmore. Unfortunately, he's uh, past his prime. We got all excited about Brandon Cooks. I don't know why that didn't work. I was really excited about that. Then he had a couple good games, and the Cowboys looked like a more complete team. I will do one thing about McCarthy. He let the pressure get to him and the team on Saturday. Now, I don't know how a coach avoids that, but he certainly did not do a good job of that. I mean, it's like the Packers went down and put together a nice drive and scored on the first panic. drive, and it was like, oh, my gosh, the game's over. Like, See, what, that, that's an awful coaching when, job. When your best player, CeeDee Lamb, is crying in the first quarter, <laughs> I don't know what happened to CeeDee Lamb. I mean, um, he just lost it. Had to go to the coach in, during the season and say, hey, you need to get me the ball more. And yeah, not I know, in like but, a diva way, in like a, yeah, he's right. But then CeeDee Lamb completely had a panic attack in the first quarter. He just wasn't playing like himself, finally settled down. Remember, McCarthy went over to him and said, are you okay, son? I mean, it was like... I think that you go into a big game with Mike McCarthy, I don't think the players feel like they have all the weapons to win. Like, they they, they don't have the advantage. Like, that's the one thing. You want to talk about Belichick losing a step, can't draft a wide receiver, can't draft a quarterback... I bet those guys, when they go into a game, feel like they are the most prepared team in the NFL. Like, nothing's going to shock us today. And I don't think that the Cowboys feel like that with McCarthy. I don't think he instills that kind of confidence. And the evidence I have is two losses to the San Francisco 49ers and a blowout loss to the Packers all in the last three years. Yeah, I mean, the the Packers is a lot worse than those two losses. The Niners are at least a great team. This Packers is the youngest playoff team in 50 years. At home, when they're a great home team. I okay. It's not great, but I would not discount. We're going to fall again in the same trap. They're going to be eleven and four next year. And be like, ooh, the Cowboys look pretty good this year. <laughs> You're going to do it. All the fans are going to do it. Right now, it feels bleak. Trust me, they'll suck everyone back in. They'll be exciting next year. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Today's about you, Cowboy fans, because you just got trolled by your owner. <laughs> it's a unique move. But he trolled you because he told you that Mike McCarthy has the highest winning percentage in the regular season, and that's one of the reasons he's coming back. Wow. He might as well have kicked sand in your eyes. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. How are you feeling? Or you agree with Perloff? Not a Super Bowl roster. So what do you expect Mike McCarthy to do? He's winning 12 games out there with a bunch of stiffs, according to Perloff. (laughs) (laughs) This is a team. Might as well just pack it in. You know, just end the franchise. I disagree. I think I'm actually stealing a little bit of your take. I mean, that NFC East schedule over the last few years, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We want to hear from you in the chat. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates 
who we just absolutely are obsessed with. Uh, the free Odyssey app, you can download it. It's crystal clear. Sirius XM channel 158. We see you guys on the phones. Today's about you venting on the Cowboys. Or maybe you think this was the right move. We hear from you next. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You know, the Cowboys bringing back Mike McCarthy reminds me a little bit of a different situation. Remember the Chargers were winning a lot in the regular season, but Marty Schottenheimer couldn't get him over the hump? Then they fired him when he was 14-2. and two. So, And I understand for the same exact reason that yeah. people want to fire McCarthy. Couldn't win in the playoffs. But then the team completely fell apart. So I'm just saying, Cowboys fans, there's no guarantee that you could bring in somebody and immediately go to the Super Bowl. It easily could go the other way. You could bring in somebody. You could bring in a Belichick and be mediocre next year. I'm just saying, as bad as today seems... It could be worse. Okay. I mean, also, Philip Rivers doesn't tear his ACL in an AFC championship game. Maybe things are a little bit different. I don't know if this, if you can actually compare both of those things. Well, Rivers that, and Dak are two very different types of quarterbacks. I, I, I don't want really? to do that because I think that this is, this is like being afraid. And Let me back it up. Being just good enough to dangle the carrot to your fan base is what you're doing here. And if I wake up today and I'm a Cowboy fan, I feel like a patsy. I, I feel like I have an unserious owner and coach who, an unserious owner about winning a Super Bowl and a coach that can't get me there. So why am I investing in this team? Why am I living and dying with all of these wins and losses? Why? why am, what am I doing here? That That's what I feel. I feel for the Cowboy fan today because what are you doing they're, they're playing you along. They're stringing you along like some pretty girl who's never going to get with you. It's not cool. It's not right to do to your fan base after all this losing. That's my opinion. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to the phones. I want to hear from you. Brian is in Houston. Kicks us off on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. A uh, couple of things. Uh, number one, we're, we're never going to have a true threat at head coach as long as Jerry Jones thinks he's the coach. Right. And we're probably going to lose, the, in my opinion, arguably the best defensive coordinator in the NFL right now. So what do you have to lose next season? We're tired of the, the, the one-and-done apologies. We're, we're, it's just, it's, we're over it. Yeah, you're, uh, and you're you over. Your I, I think you should be over the, the owner saying, no, 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 but the regular season is great. Of course the Cowboy fan knows that. Brian, thank you for the call. Of course they know that. They know the regular season's been great. That doesn't matter to them anymore. It's been great. It doesn't always have to be great. I'm telling you, this team is on, on a thin precipice of getting bad. And a lot of reasons why. They're getting old. Their salary cap's a disaster because of Dak Prescott. And they're probably a little bit overrated with some of their stars. So I'm just saying things could easily get worse here. So Mike McCarthy takes over and Dak Prescott gets hurt. They go 6-10. and 10. Now, that caller made a good point. I want to get back to I want to get to some of these calls about Dan Quinn and his future and how this plays into it. But let's hit Gary, who's in New Jersey. Hey, Gary, how you doing? Pretty good, guys. How are you? Fantastic. Good to hear from you. Harloff, uh, I'm going to have to be on the train with Maggie because you look at the history of Mike McCarthy. He had 13 seasons of Aaron Rodgers in his prime, and they won it once, and that was like the second year. So, I mean, in the big game, he just 
can't win it. And it's just, it's just repeating itself over and over. It's the same story. never going to end. They need to make a change. So who would you have hired? Who would I hire? Yeah, like what's, what's would, the answer then? I would, I would definitely go with Harbaugh if, if I was going to hire somebody. I mean, you know, he's a guy who's good with quarterback. Maybe he can keep Dak from throwing, you know, picks, you know, making better decisions. Uh, I, I'm, I don't agree with, the, with like, Belichick. You know, uh, I think he's passed his prime. I think he should just, you know, get out there and be on TV or do whatever. But I would go with yeah. Harbaugh. You know, Gary, you make a great point, and thanks for calling, and great to talk with you. Gary's a brewmaster. He's got a fantastic uh, beer. Pelican Brewing is awesome. It's smart to bring up Green Bay at this time because Mike McCarthy was never known to be a great big game coach. He was never the guy who was like, you know who's super prepared, buttoned up, and really punching above his weight class? Mike McCarthy. It's like, no, he had maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, the thing McCarthy does is he, he came in Green Bay when they were starting to struggle, and he rejuvenated Favre, and then he got the best out of Aaron Rodgers. But that's a totally fair criticism. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Mike McCarthy is a good big-game coach. Well, that's what he got hired but for he definitely, Dallas. He definitely elevated the Cowboys. There's just no doubt about it, because they were bad at the end of Jason Garrett. Jeremy is in Pennsylvania. Uh, doesn't think I'm a, I thinks I'm wrong about McCarthy. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Hi, how are you? Fantastic. Hey, I just have a really big problem. You guys are you're criticizing McCarthy here, who goes twelve and five, but you guys are all over Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season. You know what? Mike Tomlin also hasn't had a playoff win in seven years. If anybody should feel like they're having sand kicked in their faces, it should be Steeler fans. Well, Mike Jer- Tomlin, ha- Mike Jeremy, Tomlin I got to I got to tell you, I don't want to do a check the receipts thing, but I did say I yeah. thought the Steelers should fire Mike Tomlin about forty eight hours ago. So I'm well, with you on that one. You. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're <least>. welcome. <laughs> Have yourself a wonderful day. Wait, you would fire Mike Tomlin? I did say I thought they should move on from him before, right Oof. before we found out that they were bringing him back. Yeah. Again, you're going to have twin things happening here with yeah. Tomlin and with McCarthy. I think Tomlin ultimately is a better coach than McCarthy, uh, but you have two guys who are ending the last year of their deal, unless they get extensions, who are going to be going into like this lame duck you know, sort of thing. I, why I think Tomlin is a better Coach and McCarthy, uh, I think he. Well, here's why: if though if they were both on the open market, who do you think's the hot? Who do you think is the more sought after candidate? Tomlin, without a doubt. Yeah, I think I would, that's that's the league telling you what they think. I think that's another dangerous proposition for Pittsburgh to fire Tomlin. Like things could get worse. Well, they're fast. not. They're, he's staying. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big Tomlin fan. Obviously, I think they're pretty close. I think, I think their quarterback got old. That was what really happened in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger. But yeah. you you nailed it with with Tomlin. When everyone was saying, you know, coach of the year candidate, this and that, Perloff, you're the one who said he created the problems that he then had to solve. Like, I, it's, it was a brilliant observation by you. But I don't know what happened with Matt Canada. Tomlin's got a loyalty problem. Listen, all these guys are in the same boat. If you just bring great coordinators to help you, I think you could elevate these coaches. None of them, none of them are... Bill Belichick in their prime. I understand, but everyone's like, fire this guy. The next guy is not any kind of guarantee. You're not getting Harbaugh. Most of these teams are not getting Harbaugh. And Vrabel might be good, but he might be just a 500 coach. It's possible. Here's the thing about the coordinators, though, and this is, again, where I think fans have a right to be really upset this morning, which is you now have Mike McCarthy who's going to enter next season on the hot seat 
in the last year of his deal. Yeah. What coordinator wants to jump on board with that? You're going to be looking for another job soon. So are you saying that if the Cowboys lose a couple games early, that there's going to be a lot of noise in that building? I don't think they're going to lose games early. I don't no, care if they I, lose, a, they lose saying, games late. <laughs> I'm just saying because, and you said earlier, if uh, McCarthy's in the last year of his contract and they start out three and three or something, it's going to be, Jerry's going to be head on fire. I think, I agree with you completely. They could fire McCarthy midseason if it doesn't go perfectly. So if you're a coordinator, you're right. Why do this? I don't think they're going to fire him. But they don't really need an offensive coordinator because McCarthy's a play caller. So the question is what happens to Dan Quinn, which we'll get into later. Yeah, because, listen, if you want to go into the way back machine, I can take you to the first year of Mike McCarthy when he brought in Mike Nolan as the defensive coordinator and almost had a mutiny on his hands with the defensive players. They couldn't figure out the scheme. They didn't like it. It, they, They were terrible. And that's when Dan Quinn had to come and save the whole operation. Brandon is in Louisville. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Not too bad of a chill. Great. What's on your mind? Well, the previous caller took the point that I was going to bring up, the same thing about uh, McCarthy getting crucified and Tomlin getting anointed for not winning in the playoffs and only having regular season success. The problem in Pittsburgh, though, I don't know if it's the same in Dallas, is yeah, the coordinators. Tomlin doesn't want to bring in better coordinators because then he doesn't have someone to blame mm. at the end of the season and keeps going on as this great coach. And it's a culture issue. Um, Najee Harris come out and basically said it without saying it, that there's no discipline, right. the players aren't in full-time, they're not being held accountable. He comes from Alabama where they're bred the champions and they know how to win, they know what it takes to win. And then you had um, – uh, his name's escaping me at the moment. Uh, uh, safety. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick? Minka Fitzpatrick basically getting in a fight in the locker room with Deontay Johnson earlier right. in the season for the same thing. So Tomlin has created a culture issue in Pittsburgh, and the fans are sick of it. Yeah. Brandon, fair fair uh-huh. criticism there about the locker room getting away, and, uh, and Tomlin has to wear that. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger blamed it on the players are not handing down this tradition anymore because the young guys didn't want to hear it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I love this. The fact that Mike McCarthy gets rehired and half our calls are fire Mike Tomlin. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I get it, And it, the logic it. makes perfect sense. I mean, those sense. are two of the premier t- uh, historical teams. Uh, there are very similar situations, too. You know, if you have these coaches that are hitting a, winning a lot of regular season games and can't get over the hump. I think there's a, a this year, there's a little bit different expectation. I mean, the Steelers kind of backed into the playoffs, seven seed, yeah. went to Buffalo, lost. I mean, Dallas had a home game. They but were the, the two seed oh, versus the seven seed. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and especially because the Steelers didn't have TJ Watt and all the numbers say that's a disaster. But I think... I think actually the Steelers are closer than the Cowboys. I'm high on the Steelers. Again, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year. Man, if they just get an offensive coordinator and a quarterback, those are easy to find, right, Maggie? <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. I, then Tomlin's back in back in the mix. Yeah, I'd rather have Dallas's problems than Pittsburgh's problems. <laughs> I need to find a couple wide receivers and a running back. I uh, Give me five minutes. But if you're the Steelers organization, are you? I, I know Tomlin said he wants to be back, but are you letting him coach on a lame duck year? I mean, I... I you might want to address that contract. Same thing with McCarthy. Yeah. I mean, you're ba- you're basically asking it for every game to be, you know, a, they're going to get questions about the contract. Keep the calls coming. 855-212-4CBS. 
855-212-4227. Andrew Bogus is here. Is there anything else going on today? Uh, a few things. Okay. Headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. As of the moment, Nick Sirianni survived his year-end meeting with Eagle Ownership and GM Howie Roseman yesterday. Sirianni and Roseman apparently canvassing the NFL for new coordinators. There was an in-season change on defense with Sean Desai losing play-calling duties in favor of Matt Patricia. Then the Birds went 1-4 and with him in charge. Darius Slay, the cornerback, saying... That change was like having two marriages. Raiders defensive end. <laughs> I don't know about that. Max. <laughs> not at the same time, you meant Pete, not oh, as okay. a lifetime thing. Uh, Raiders. Like two families? Like one of those weird stories where a guy's got a family in Utah? Is like that what he's saying? Family? More like sister wives, I think. Oh. Sister coordinators. Oh. You had two, you know, two guys. Who do I... Maybe he meant also like divorced parents. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who's my allegiance to? Do I like mom? Do I like dad? Whose house is cooler? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Raiders defensive end Max Crosby reportedly had knee surgery to clean up an issue that arose back in week two. He played every game this season, making his third Pro Bowl. He hasn't missed a game yet in his career. Victor Webinyama scored 27 points in his Boston debut, but got a dose of reality from the league-leading Celtics. They won 117-98. They are perfect at home, 20-0. The Spurs... Now seven and thirty-three overall. It's gonna take some time before we can we can be contenders, you know, for the title. And it's I was ready for anything, and I'm still ready to do any sacrifice, you know. And uh, I'm I'm patient. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown combining for forty-five last night. I got a slight Wembenyama problem. <laughs> okay. He is on fire right now. <laughs> His stats every game now. He is is uh, he's. Getting realized. Hey guys, didn't you you didn't remember with Yama? The guy pretty good. <laughs> well, he wait, was wait, but I show. felt really good on my bet. I have to drive to San Antonio if he wins rookie of the year, and I was oh, great. Yeah? At the end of January, I was great. Chet Holmgren had was a huge favorite, like minus four fifty. And now Wembenyama is getting triple doubles every night and scoring twenty five points a game. Yeah. This is bad. You have another Wembenyama? problem. You have another problem with Wembenyama, which is I think they wanna give it to Wembenyama. I agree with you. <laughs> so that type of these types of performances are going to go a long way when Chet Holmgren gets screwed out of this award. And I feel like at this point, even if somehow Wimbenyama doesn't win and Chet wins, and maybe it'd be a lot of it because the Thunder are really good. Right. I feel like the spirit of Perloff's take though is still been shattered. <laughs> right. Wimbenyama is is the real deal. Obviously. He's well, yes, but are you so sure that he's going to be able to win a title? Like be LeBron. I mean, well, I, I'll tell you one thing about it. I watch a lot of best player ever. Is he Jordan? Uh, yeah, but I think that's the expectation. Honestly, I think that's the expectation of this guy. Like, he's got to win championships. I mean, he's right? going to be an NBA superstar. That's well, Definitely, but is he going to be a four-time champion? That's okay. where he's at. So here, I think that he doesn't have the exact same expectation because aren't we also testing the limits of the human body with this guy? Yeah, good point. I uh, don't think it works That's out. True. I don't I mean, know look, if he they, needs like a title, like a certain number of rings. He he tends to float around on the perimeter. It is definitely something interesting about him. Like you're seven five, but you want to play like like Porzingis does the same thing. You're taking your strength away. I don't know. I mean, if they won a game, I mean, how bad are they? He Every seems, time Bogus <laughs> talks about them, they lost. Yeah, no, they lose a lot. Uh, he also seems to have like a three inch vertical. Now he doesn't <laughs> yeah. need to jump that high, but his feet almost never clear the court. Obviously playing above the rim, but if he learns to jump, better he'll be for the that knees, much better. Better for the knees that he does. Dude also takes a ton of threes, and he cannot shoot the three. Yeah. Um, so 
Spurs are coming to New York soon. You guys realize this Mm. for the Nets. Oh, Mm. that's what I think of the Nets. Well, that's probably going to be an expensive (laughs) ticket. I mean. Are we going? Should we we go? I think we should go. We should go. That one I'm allowed. Yes. Meanwhile, you saw our pal, uh, Guitar Jimmy. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, Judge me by my enemies. Back to Bogus. Anthony Davis, LeBron James had 53 in the Lakers' 127-110 home win over the Mavs. Anthony Simon scored with two-tenths of a second left to get the Blazers past those Nets, 105-103. And the Raptors apparently will be just fine without Pascal Siakam, building a 37-point lead on the Heat before winning last night, 121-97, hours after dealing Siakam to the Pacers. Here's our new best friend, Toronto head coach, Darko Ryakovic. Very complicated day. Um, <laughs> as I said before the game, I thought that guys uh, in a film session, in a walkthrough, they were really logged in. And in the first half, we followed the game plan to the point. Siakam went to Indy for three first-round picks. Bruce Brown and Jordan Noir, this following, uh, sending OG Ananobi to the Knicks. They got R.J. Barrett in that swap, and he scored 26 in this Heat game last night. Ooh. He's played really well there. Mm. This is the time to buy the Raptors stock. This is <laughs> right yeah, when they're yeah, selling everybody off. But, uh, they, I mean, Scotty Barnes is amazing. Uh, you know, what I didn't love about this is the coverage of it. Is everyone dunking on the Pacers? Like, oh, but they're still not as good as the Bucks and the Celtics. Like, give them five minutes. I mean, I don't think anyone in the Pacers, they're ahead of schedule, and now they're doing something about it. I, I don't think that anyone ever thought, oh, the Indiana Pacers are going to find a finishing move at the trade deadline or anything. Like, I, This is a team that didn't make the playoffs last year. Like, you look know, at, baby look steps. how fun it is to watch right. them now. Yeah, no, they're, they're a really good team. Yeah, IST runner-ups. I know. And now Siakam. Yeah, but I feel like the game maybe they'll here? win an actual playoff game. There the airport, airport uh, basketball court. I mean, everything's going right <laughs> yeah, in Indianapolis. Right. People are talking about them like they are a contender. Like, they're getting a lot. The love they get in their actual record, to me, every time I hear about them, I'm like, oh, man, Halliburton's the best, the Pacers. And then I look at the record, they're just barely above 500. Well, where the Thunder Hal- are winning every game. Halliburton has been hurt recently, yeah. so he didn't miss a strain game. So that they but kinda... even when he was out there, they were still okay. basically a 500 team. Half the teams in the NBA make the playoffs. Like, no one's expecting them to be a top seed, but maybe... Maybe they're playing tournament game. They're, you know, get to, There's the a lot game. of talk about them. There, There is fun. something. They score 100 million mm, points a game. But I do think there is a truth to what you said, though. People, they're not as good as I think. I think they're a little ahead of their skis. Right. But now with Siakam, though, this, that, that's not a question. Is how far are they now closer right. to those teams? But I understand, I'm with the many people that you mentioned. Like Siakam, eh. Eh. Siakam, he's, he's, he's terrifying. He's an NBA See, champion. I, he is. I, I thought that it was fair to criticize the Knicks when they dealt for OG and Anobi because I'm like, you're still not as good as Boston. You're still not as good because which is ridiculous, by the way. No, but your your yeah. team was like a four or five seed, whatever they were last year. You're trying to make those kind of moves to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Indiana Pacers are you three years ago. You know, it's a different expectation. I'm sorry, I, but no, I think the, the national expectation has raised a lot on the Pacers. Okay. But anyway, maybe not fair. By the way. Uh, LeBron and Bronny on at the same time on TV last night. Anyone dip into that? Um, was that at 10 o'clock? Yeah, 10 o'clock at USC, no, Arizona. Was <laughs> uh, it was the LeBron show last night. LeBron, who? You know that ESPN is, like, taking investors into the network, like the NFL and stuff, to, yeah. like, give them a cash flow? They should just ask LeBron for money. Yeah. <laughs> like, LeBron <laughs> buys into the network. Well, it was LeBron on ABC and Bronny on ESPN. It was a Disney dream. <laughs> um, and LeBron looks amazing. Sorry. <laughs> I keep watching LeBron. When's that going to fall off? Never. Uh, Kevin Durant was at that game last night because it was in, in Arizona. Yeah. 
So Durant was there. I think B. John Robinson was there. Yeah. Like Arizona legends came back to yeah, watch. Ben Bronny. Mathurin was there too. And yeah. I think he got honored. I was like, the whole thing felt. It felt like a thing last night. It felt like the LeBron taking over the world thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bronny had uh, eleven points, five boards, six assists in that game. USC losing at number twelve, Arizona, eighty-two sixty-seven. UConn won its first game as number one in fifteen years, sixty-two forty-eight. Over number 18, Creighton. The Nick Saban retirement fallout continuing in Alabama. Stud freshman safety Caleb Downs and starting left tackle Caden Proctor in the transfer portal. A little far away from all of that, longtime Harvard head coach Tim Murphy announced his retirement yesterday after 30 seasons. His 200 wins are the most in school and Ivy League history. Murphy's teams won 10 IV titles and the Detroit Red Wings a 3-2 OT win in Florida. Those Panthers have now dropped a season high three in a row. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogus, thank you so much. Coming up, uh, more of your phone calls on the Dallas Cowboys' stunning decision to retain Mike McCarthy as head coach. Are they making a grave mistake? We'll get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Big day for Cowboys fans. You are staring down the barrel of what the future looks like, and it's the same old thing. Winning in the regular season, falling short in the postseason. Mike McCarthy will be back next year. Let's go to Rich in Chicago. Wants to talk about Jerry Jones, his impact on this decision. Obviously, he made the decision. Hey, Rich, how are you? Hey, Maggie. I uh, am Perloff. I wanted to, uh, to give Maggie some credit. I couldn't agree more about McCarthy, but I want to separate McCarthy from Jerry Jones because when you look at Jones's history, he loves hiring guys that will be his lapdogs. I mean, his last mistake was 10 years with Jason Garrett. Yeah. So he was in no hurry to run him off. <clears throat> Excuse me, and that it was his, pretty much his decision for Garrett, who is a lapdog, and he strung that out yeah. for 10 years. He's got the same situation with McCarthy. But I think what what needs to be considered is part of the reason I think there wasn't 
a move is when you take a look at the uncertainty in the league with coaches moving, et cetera, think about this. Who wants that job that's really, really good? Anybody who's good, Parcells and Jimmy Johnson, aren't lap dogs. They took off. They're gone. Right. Jerry Jones is the problem, and he's a problem for two reasons. One, he loves to tell or presume he's the richest owner out there. I looked this up. He's the fifth richest owner and net worth. But what makes him dangerous is he's the only owner that can allege that he has previous playing experience. Oh. Why do you think he's on the sidelines? Well, the other I part, too, is he's he might not be the richest owner in terms of like his actual bank account, but his franchise is worth the most. Like He knows well, that he's the most, and I think that gives him a lot of power. Well, well yeah, but he's never going to sell it, so what he, difference does that make? Well, I mean... Well, he won't. It doesn't... And you know what? Yeah, I think it matters, Pepper. yes. Look at Pepper at Carolina. He He's a narcissist, too. Anybody oh, yeah. That, <laughs> anybody that wants to meddle in somebody else's business versus, you know, a CEO of a team or an owner, and I worked in big corporate America my entire life, their job is to delegate to people like me to execute their specialty. The really smart guys. Yeah, don't get involved. Like, yeah, you know what? Mm. Let the OC be the OC. Yeah. The DC be the DC. Rich, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Jerry with his weekly radio hits. And thank you so much for the yeah. phone call, Rich. Good to hear from you. And, you know, in the locker room after the after every win yeah. and loss. The, the structure in Jerry is the bigger problem. So, yes, this seems like a mistake to keep Mike McCarthy. But the, the difference, what difference does it make? If Jerry Jones is your owner, you're still going to have this problem. Even with Belichick there, Jerry would still meddle. Uh, Rich, uh, another Rich, is in California. Good morning, Rich. Yeah, the problem is that Jerry Jones didn't learn what Jeb York needed to learn. And that is the owner's job is to be quiet, hire good football people, cut checks, and if you're really, really lucky, you get to get a trophy. (laughs) Yes, mouth mouth shut, wallet open. That's how you want owners. Yes. Well, this is why he will never get Harbaugh, he will never get Belichick, and he will never get anybody else. Because Harbaugh's been there, done that, and has a T-shirt to prove it. (laughs) Rich, I love it. Came, saw, got the T-shirt. He's right. And I think every fan knows this, too. It's like you put up with Jerry. Like, if Jerry Jones retreated Mm. to private life, you know, nobody's – we'd be probably – I mean, us as media, let's take that at a a different – but as fans, you'd be like, great. I don't don't need this. I don't need this much, you know? Absolutely. I mean – I think it's underrated the fact that the owner is the GM and has been for a long time. That never happened. I mean, it's so blatant in Dallas that the owner is meddling. It's not even meddling. He's running the show. <laughs> you can't even say it's a that meddling. Meddling is when, yeah, you kind of poke in there. He is everything. Another team, by the way, making the same mistakes that the Cowboys are now making. We got that. We've got more reaction to the big news. Mike McCarthy sticking around for at least another year. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.